What's up, Internet? Welcome to On the Screen, the monthly podcast where we discuss a variety of topics revolving around the media we consume on a screen. I'm Tomato Man from Yield Tomato Gaming on YouTube, and joining us this month is Zombie Hand and Geek Scorpio, both quite frequently appearing in Gaming Theater Presents. It's almost like we run it. Weird, right? No joke. And today, (laughs) today... We are going to talk about some of our least favorite video game endings. Ooh. Now, keep in mind that this is not referring to least favorite boss fights at the end of a game or encounters, but least favorite endings. So things involving the plot and the way things unfold at the end. Interesting. Okay. This is going to be a tough one to think about. So, now, assuming that the rule is that we have to have actually done gotten to the ending ourselves, not one that we've heard of. Um, you have to have at least seen it. Whether or not you yourself participated to get to it is another thing. Like, you could have been at a friend's yeah. house and they beat the game, and you're like, "That's stupid." Or ending. you watched the Let's Play or whatever. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I take that. I have one. Oh. I have one in mind, but I want somebody else to go first while I. Continue thinking. How about you, Leo? What do you got in mind? I have one that's a quick hit that I can do just because it's fresh in my mind, but there's other ones I know have just as bad endings. But I'm going to have to lean towards... Um, try to remember its title. It's XCOM, but it it's not XCOM. It's the one that oh, takes the place Bureau? in the fifth- the Bureau, yes. Yeah, XCOM yeah. The Bureau. See, I didn't play that, and I just heard it was horrible. <laughs> oh, so I guess for the audience, spoilers abroad with this one, because we're literally talking about endings to this. Mm. That's fair. I mean... Oh, yeah, spoiler you... warning for basically everything we're talking about. <laughs> At all times, yeah. Spoiler warning the podcast. <laughs> with XCOM The Bureau, which I'm hoping to get a, a couple of pictures on there I don't so you know, can sorry i don't know if it was just me but leo you cut out for so long that i thought i had muted myself <laughs> or i thought you'd been muted was it just me uh i, I don't know he was silent yeah it I was, was very silent. quiet yeah oh okay oh i was looking for an image for it so XCOM the bureau for those who don't know it's basically the bureau declassified it was this weird spin-off game where it used it was a third person shooter um, that took place in the 1950s uh, America. And so you went through the game as this guy who basically goes through and um, gets possessed by one of the aliens. And because he's possessed, he gets the, abil- uh, the ability to use certain commands and abilities for it. The reason why that's important is because, and here's why I needed to make sure a spoiler is, is in place, because it's a very key spot. They don't tell you this, but at some point the main that character dies... Don't worry, he'll get he becomes better. What? Hey, hey, that's why there's a spoiler warning. He died, anyway, but he got better. <laughs> uh, eventually, apparently, him getting better was actually just sort of a backdate. So the ghost, so the alien turns into like a ghost and possesses somebody else to and gives them the abilities. At this point, you pick and choose who you want to be. There's a scientist who's been fascinated by researching all of these aliens. Um, this uh, special agent who is this woman who um, is basically uh, when the aliens first attacked killed her uh, uh, her brother got caught in the crossfire and died but she's been very sympathetic towards some of the aliens that are on there and the third one is this other guy I think he's a commander or some sort I I don't remember I only beat the game once here's the important thing though at the end um, I picked um I picked the special agent because she's been very sympathetic to the to the to some of the aliens, thinking that uh, that some of these interrogation tactics are like really you know crossing the line or something, and so they uh, I figured she would be the most pacifist. By the end of it, complete genocide is what she does. That's her ending. Jesus, Wipes everyone out, just goes in, strips everyone all the uh, the aliens for body parts, and calls it a day. So she went Gandhi in Civ. <laughs> she was, she started as Gandhi, then she went Gandhi as Civ. That's how that would get kind of messed up. And so, like, um, if it wasn't for the fact she was played off with a weird 
almost sympathetic plight throughout most of the game, it felt really jarring to, hmm, now that I have the ability to, to use uh, psychic powers, screw it. Wipe them all out. Genocide away. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of messed up, not going to lie. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, it turns out, if you go with the, sci the as I found out later, because a friend of mine beat the beat up with the scientist instead to figure out, is this the good ending? <laughs> the answer you know, is yes. No. Yeah. Um, I have another game in mind that is, it's not that the ending is bad, it's how you get to the ending. It's awful. Um, oh, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So, for this one, it's uh, Full Metal Furies. Oh, interesting. He okay. Okay. Full Metal Furies has not one, but like three different endings. But that's because the game ends in three different spots, and you have to redo that section of the game to unlock the other parts of it. So what sucks about it is Full Metal Furies is played like a um, beat-em-up, just with firearms and such, except for one person. So you're playing through this game through a beat-em-up, and every so often there's little spots that have um, hidden um, puzzles in there. If you can solve the hidden puzzle, it'll uh, you can find pieces to a Rosetta Stone, which will take you to another level. Um, so after you get to the end of the game and you beat it, um, it's like, yeah, this isn't really the ending for it. You, you've, you've killed all these titans, but the world's going to end anyway. Not uh, You've kind of uh, sort of delayed the inevitable on that at most. So you go through again, but it turns out you have to solve these riddles from these uh, Rosetta Stones. Go through, solve these ridiculous puzzles. And once you uh, uh, figure out these ridiculous puzzles, you get to the end of this... Uh, galactic map and some of these puzzles are very crafty so for example one puzzle which is kind of tricky to do is you see just a bunch of stars um that's just stars on a galactic plane by the way you're yeah walking on the on the galactic plane that just all of a sudden i'm standing on top of a bunch of mystical forces yeah that's pretty day-to-day -day for this one when you get to that point okay at some uh to give you a heads up at one point you'll fight chronos chronos is a planet the, a literal planet that you just beat up. I get to punch a planet? Yep, you get to punch a planet. Okay, I'm down. Nice. I'm on okay. board with this. <laughs> and so, when you're doing this, um, for, uh, uh, for Old Metal Furies, and you get to this uh, puzzle, you have to rearrange the position of your camera so it turns the stars into constellations. And you use that constellations to build a map, to build to to solve another puzzle in another room, so that way you can build a bridge to get to another puzzle. That's, uh, that's jarring weird. because you went from a from a beat 'em up into a sheer puzzle game. On this. Yeah, it's like a genre shift. Uh huh. Hmm. But this is towards the all. ending. That's not all. Oh, but wait, there's more. <laughs> but wait, there's more. So, with that genre shift, let me see if I can find a picture of Kronos. Uh, yeah, anyway, so with that genre shift, and you get to a certain point, and please, if you can find some photos real quick, you get to this certain point, um, after solving all these other puzzles. Sorry, that, what's it called again? Uh, Full, Metal, Full Metal, Furies. Metal Furies. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so... When you get to a certain point that you have to, that after you fight Kronos uh, and such, and you build up these things, you still start solving a, a series of riddles and puzzles by arranging these other puzzles to get to this next puzzle to get to where it's perceived as the ending. And the ending is, who do you side with to take over the planet? You side with, uh, yeah, that's Kronos. That looks so bizarre. Yeah. That is Kronos at the end of the game. Um, personally, my favorite is Styx from there. Adorable. Um, but that's sort of the thing. You get a pick from one of these three deities on how they want uh, these three gods and how they want to do that. You can pick Styx, who basically is neutral towards everyone, but Styx runs... Uh... Yeah, that's her. But she oh, runs... Nice. Uh... But uh, it's hard to see on the episode, but Styx is surrounded by Cerberus. And their little Cerberus is a, a three-headed puppy. Aw, cute Aww. pupper. Mm -hmm. um, but in it, 
you pick, uh, if you side with sticks, that means you leave the humanity alone. If you side with, um, but the humanity is going to die off anyway. If you side with, um, I forget what the other two is, but none of them are, I think one of them is like the Minotaur. If you side with the Minotaur, he's going to create a large blood path and only the, the, the strongest of the, of the human race will survive. But you'll still wipe out most of the human race on that. Still not a good ending. And then the other one is going to take over the humanity and try to rule them. But that's better than gen. Your option is genocide or slavery. Not solving the problem, slavery or not solving the problem at all. That's so dumb. And so, <laughs> I'm I'm sensing a theme that we're all gonna say this is dumb multiple oh, times. <laughs> and that's the second ending. So, and it, it's designed and it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Like you went through all this effort and. There's no good ending at it. And here's the thing. A friend of ours who is a game designer, when I look up the ending, comes up and he thinks the ending to this game is either genius or god awful. Because he just goes, so we go back in there for a third spot because we realize we can go back in there. We realize our weapons can still work. And he was just so mad. And he, when he found out what the how to get to the ending from it, that he just went up and shot the mother in the face. Just shot the guy in the face. He was like, hey, pick which one of these endings that you want. So you're also, just like, I, no. No, and you shoot him. You have to shoot him out of anger, and there's nothing in the game that tells you that you can fight this guy. And then you fight him, who is this guy, uh, who the end boss is, turns out to be Prometheus. And Prometheus is just this uh, this guy who who uh, who's basically in the story could have solved all these other problems instead sat by and decided to do meh <laughs> no that's legit though I mean um, he's just like not my problem whatever yeah and so you kill Prometheus and the reason why this is uh, terrible is that's a gamble I don't think any game designer should want to take that you will piss off your audience so mad, uh, so badly that and they'll they're... take a pot shot at this boss who this is the third time you're trying to get to an ending to find this ending for it. That's... no. And the only reason I can say that is because I've seen all four endings. Remember, you got the original one, the three from your choice, and then Prometheus, killing off Prometheus. Oh my gosh. So yeah, that's the part that... Uh, so Full Metal Furies is one of my most disappointing endings because they're trying to play fast and loose with um, with their ending, basically. Oh, you want the ending? Uh, you want the good ending? You're going to have to play it again. Oh, you did the not a good enough ending? You're going to have to play it again. Oh, you saw all these other endings and they're not good enough? Well, fuck you. Oh, son of a bitch! And you get, uh, shoot him in the face and now you're back to getting the actual ending. No. That's a... That's a gamble um yeah you're you're expecting the fan base to try that without being frustrated by what it's expected of you previously because mm -hmm. like you change the entire genre up at the end and then you suddenly change it back it's like no you can't do that to us that's not how we work and so here's the thing i like a good puzzle game a lot of good puzzle games oh, i sure. like um a good act uh, action game but if you don't list that you're going to do or have some sort of cue that this is a thing that's going to keep coming up it feels um jarring when your entire last like 10 percent of your game is nothing but puzzles and such oh for sure yeah like if you want a good example of something like that probably uncharted 2 and okay. the, a good portion of some of the uncharted series um you have a lot of action and then you get to the puzzles but they're sporadic yeah it's designed to um break up the pacing yeah not to, you know, subvert the standard of the game thus far. Yep. So, yeah, that's that's so weird. Yeah, so those are two games that I probably... that Full Metal Fury it sucks because its artwork is amazing, it's good, but that thing is so jarring at the end that it's just not... It's just... I, I it's have disappointing. yet to try to go back from it. I heard about this for days after they beat the game how disappointing mm -hmm. it was like the image i just put up if you can zoom in on that 
that's one of the puzzles you have to solve. Oh my god. What? Yeah. <laughs> I think we did, like, we ended up, uh, uh, me and my crew ended up, uh, that we're playing it with. But that's jarring, especially when you have bosses that look like this. Wait. Oh. That, what? That looks so different. I'm I'm so confused. Yeah, like game yeah. like they they don't look like the same game really because of the Yeah. Like this looks like a turn-based RPG down here, but up top it looks like Castle mm -hmm. Crashers. Yeah, and um, <laughs> Yeah, like an adventure kind of platformy game. Yeah, for, exactly. Yeah, if you wonder how how now up until the ending the game is amazing, but that is just such a bad bad move. Um in the, uh, there's a particular stage which I wish I could find the image for it, where you have to fight in the desert during a heat wave, and the heat wave changes your graphic, uh, your graphics so badly you have to adjust your gameplay to that graphic change. I don't like that. Which can be done well. Yeah, yeah. Like Near Automata actually has gameplay changes like that, but it's integrated so well that it's, it's not kind of jarring seamless. or. Yeah, and it's not frustrating. It's just like, oh, now we're switching perspectives, but it feels fluid. Yeah, yeah it feels the switching natural. Switching of perspectives is is fine. It's the switching of genres that's not. Yeah, that no. I have an issue well, and even like so, mid game, like, that's where the issue is. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. and it's like even I don't know switching gameplay styles mid game could be extremely like near automata is one example that did it well but like yeah. that's mm -hmm. something that if it's not done well could be so frustrating to try and yeah know, and, and most of near's whole thing is like that's done more so by playthrough in most well, I mean, cases like, i mean like in the beginning when you know there it's an it's a top-down um, almost like oh right uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. invader style and then sometimes it turns into a twin stick shooter and sometimes it turns into like a side like a fighting a side oh my gosh a side view fighting game i don't remember what they're called um but it does you mean a you know, fighting game <laughs> yeah but not like a 3d fighting game but not a 2D. anyway yeah 2d fighting game yeah so, mm -hmm. but it'll switch between them or even like there's that one point when you go into the castle in the forest and it turns into a, um, like a side-scrolling platformer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that was that was the big thing with Nier, the first one that I had trouble getting into, was that's how the game worked. And it's like, uh, you guys are trying a little bit too much all at once here. Like, there's a lot of, like, breaking up segments where it would be, um, oh, well, this here is a third-person action hack-and-slash. Well, this right here is a a 2D platforming action game, and then, oh, this here's a top-down shooter. It's like, stop. Yeah, with Automata, it was so seamless, and it was just, like, segments. It wasn't, like... Yeah, it was definitely handled <laughs> much better in Automata than it was... It didn't it... overstay its welcome. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. As someone who played the original Nier at launch, it definitely, mm -hmm. like, I had to go back to it in order to really appreciate it and understand what they were going for, because Yoko Taro is... Or Taro Yoko, excuse me is um Nuts. yeah no he's he is mm, he's cuckoo for fruity pebbles and that's okay with me <laughs> yeah he's a little strange but that's that's good yeah although he thinks that we're all insane for wanting to read a book about him <laughs> as he says in the foreword to the book yeah he's like y'all crazy um but anyway yeah that sounds frustrating Leo. yeah so that's one of the things especially so what is it Here's a stage and a puzzle together to get to this spot. Pretty so, art. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. super art. So here's the thing. To get to this stage, you have to go to another stage where you see a picture of the moon, and apparently there's a hidden path that you can walk on the moon on this lake, and it shows a reflection of the moon to get you to this part of the stage so you're on the moon's side. Okay, Dark Souls. Yeah. <laughs> Super pretty art, super, like, e had everything for it, but that ending was just having to repeat your boss fight three, t your ending boss, like, three times. Not cool. Just so that way they can try to pull the rug under you, like, three times. But yeah, so those are my two. Interesting, alright, alright. So, 
I, w I personally would go with, um, not to be cliche, Mass Effect 3's endings were all garbage. Uh, but we yeah, all knew, I, we all knew that. Yeah, I was gonna say I was like I'm not gonna say Mass Effect three, yeah. but I also have decided to take Mass Effect 3's ending and Citadel DLC, and I rearranged them in my mind so that it makes better. I don't know. It's more satisfying, gameplay wise. Yeah. Um, like, for me personally, so I'm not gonna say Mass Effect three, but let it be known that nobody I, here liked Mass Effect 3's endings. Yeah, I retconned it in my own head to be way more satisfactory to me. Yeah, yeah. Like, I did not get to that one, so I didn't count it. Oh, and, Mass Effect 3 is an incredible game up until the ending. Like, I cried multiple times in Mass Effect 3. It is so well told, and it's so wonderful, but it it just... It literally undoes everything the first two games set up. Like, yeah, every part of it, it is just again. like, yeah, but... Like, I know you did this, but... Is the entire plot of 3. Like, that's just the way it works. Yeah, and it very much undercuts a lot of the, like, morals and stuff that have come... Ooh. Yeah, we're having outside. a thunderstorm going on right now. Um, But yeah, like... It, it really did undercut a lot of the like the story and the decisions and and then the morals and all these things that you have come up with it's like they just didn't know how to end it like they may as well have just been like it was all a dream and that i mean just and that's mario a 2 ending. syndrome yeah so it just, it's just yeah. it's upsetting uh, anyway i'm not gonna go into it because i have made my peace with mass effect 3 yeah and I, I now I think we all I, have when i play it i play it in my own head just a little bit different yeah, I'm not going to use that one. I just wanted to put it out there. It's like, yes, we all know the <laughs> endings suck. We're not going to go into a diatribe about why, because guess what? You don't need to know why, because mm -hmm. it does. Right. Yeah. I had to go to the diatribe of Full Metal Furies, because it's not in the big public eye for that one. Yeah. yeah. Well, that I, makes sense. Um, I have a somewhat controversial one, because it's actually from a game I love, to, I love dearly. Um, Ooh, yeah. Um, have I played it? Yes, you have. Oh shit! I'm so intrigued. Yeah. So, um, but I have I have good rationale for why I think it's a terrible ending, uh, simply because it's relevant to the future of the game series because it's a series. Mm-hmm. And that would be the first Metal Gear Solid. Oh, okay. Now the ending to that uh, is you, depending on if you save Meryl or not. Uh, regardless, you it just changes who is with you when you literally snowmobile off into the sunrise. Mm -hmm. um, that's fucking dumb. And they literally play it up like, this is it, I'm done for good. And we're off to go have our merry sexes in the Alaskan retirement. Mm -hmm. And then they make like 12 more games. <laughs> So the ending was dumb and terrible. Um, like, I just, I never really understood. It's like, I understand that it's all about telling a message here. And that also this is like the third time Kojima is telling the same fucking story. Uh, well, for what it's, like, what it's worth, he didn't even want to make any Metal Gear game after the first one. Exactly. Like, he, made, he made the first one and then they were like, Hey, do but could you do one? more? <laughs> he was like, and he was like, I could do a second one, and then so he did Metal Gear Two, and then they were like, Can you do another one? And he's like, I, I'm really done telling the story that I want to tell, but I guess if you want, and he had been telling, like, he has wanted to step away from Metal Gear, like since the beginning. Yeah, it well because it was just dropped on his, like, on to his feet is literally what it was, because that was not even his creation. He was given a half-finished game with problems, and then he made it work by doing something that no one else really had, which was focus on stealth and avoiding yeah. enemies. But, um, the, uh, yeah, no, the endings are just really not that good, and it's all because he was trying to say, I'm going away now, <laughs> I am done, because... At least when you look at Metal Gear Solid, it is literally a just a remake of Metal Gear 1. Like, for the NES. Right. Or really, not even the NES, the MSX, I should say. Because the original Metal Gear on MSX, Snake infiltrates the enemy compound from underwater. 
huh, the beginning of Metal Gear Solid, he gets out of a scuba suit and infiltrates the enemy compound from an underwater passage. Hmm. Oh, Metal Gear Solid 2 comes around. Huh, you infiltrate the enemy area from an underwater entrance. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe we should patch this. No, 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 it's still good. Yeah, so it's like, it's literally, and I mean, even in 2, they make, they make fun of the fact that it's literally a, quote, simulation of the events of Metal Gear Solid 1, which itself was just a retelling, but as, pa as like, previous tense of Metal Gear 1. So it, it's literally just the same thing, the same exact plot, but with different flavor text. So yeah. it, it, it just makes, like retrospectively especially like how that ending is just really not good it's very un <laughs> like melodramatic and dumb because it's like oh it's a happy ending thing it's like but it's not <laughs> <laughs> well and i mean and it is interesting because it's like in hindsight blah 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 but at the time he wasn't expecting to make a metal gear solid too so at the time like if that was all it was yeah it probably wouldn't have been it probably wouldn't be one of your like worst endings <laughs> Um, right, yeah, I, and I've, I've I've thought about that too, but it's like, you can't worry about the what-ifs. You gotta think of the what did, in fact, happen, which is, the game kept going, and it kept going. And it kept going until Konami stupidly decided to give him Das Boot. Wait, <laughs> so which one is this one that you're... Is Metal it Gear Solid 1. Yeah, you, the, oh, okay. uh, one, yeah, the screenshots okay. that Liz posted here are of the or pardon me, Leo posted here, those yeah. that you posted, those are the two different endings of the first game. Right. Yeah, so, and that's the one that we're talking about, is, like, that ending there is just so weirdly, like, it's all over, and I'm, like, because Snake came out of retirement, is the idea. So, yeah, they kind of, like, coerced him out of retirement, but they, either they way. They blackmailed him, more or less. Yeah, he came out of retirement to do this job, and then at the end he was like, I just want to go back into retirement. Yeah, and then and so he was like, "Hey, Meryl and or Hal, let's let's go which, hang in the Alaskan wilderness together." Fun thing, Metal Gear Acid is the exact same thing. He's pulled out of his Alaskan retirement. Does anybody count Metal Gear Acid? I do actually, because I liked Metal Gear Acid. Thank you. Hmm. But that's because I liked the. Um, <laughs> I actually really liked the announcer for all the card packs when you would unlock access to a new one. <laughs> The Metal Gear Solid 3 card pack! <laughs> it's like, oh my god, you are so enthusiastic and I fucking love you. <laughs> That's fair. But also, the combat was interesting. Because it was, it was, like, cards aside, it was a tactical strategy Metal Gear Solid. And I feel like that's a genre it can very well work in. But, um... They just, they only ever did it on the PSP and it was a non-canonical story. So, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Multiple timeline shenanigans are abound. <laughs> but yeah, Metal Gear Solid 1. Uh, not my favorite ending to a video game by any stretch. And even back then, I wasn't too fond of it. I was just like, this is really anticlimactic, I guess. <laughs> but, That's I mean, fair. Because, like, you had the... Like, if it, if it had ended, like, oh, right after the destruction of the Rex, it's like, okay... We good. <laughs> mm -hmm. But then it's just like, I don't, you don't even get to kill the final boss. The final boss just off, like, gets offed by Fox. Die! <laughs> okay. The end. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> anyway, there's my rant about Metal Gear Solid 1's ending and why so. I didn't like it that much. I can get behind it. It's like, I feel you. I don't agree with you, but I feel you. <laughs> I get it. I get it. All right. Or do so, you have a second one that you want to discuss? Uh, or? No. I mean, another one might come to me, but that was really the only one that was sticking out in my mind that I feel would be controversial and be a good subject matter. There you go. I have... I have two. <gasps> and they're mainstream and... We've talked about them before, so mine's not going to be very surprising. Um, and maybe I'll have another one come up, but... Are you going to talk about uh, Alan Wake? No, because I love the ending of Alan Wake. Why would I talk about 
because Why would I talk about Alan Wake? Because it's an excuse for you to talk about Alan Wake again. Yeah, but I love the ending, and I would never disgrace the name of Alan Wake by saying worst ending. <laughs> the only the only worst part about Alan Wake is that there isn't a sequel yet. I was going to say, are you going to bitch about there not being a sequel yet? And the answer was yes. Which is yes. fair, because like, that, <laughs> that game actually is one of the ones most deserving a sequel that hasn't gotten one. I it's think we've true. discussed this actually previously. Yes. Um, but, go on. But, <laughs> but my, so first one is going to be one that we actually had. I'm going to not touch on it a lot because me and one of our, our guest people had a very long co-rant. <laughs> yes, I remember this. About the Last of Us Part 2. <laughs> and <laughs> I... I hated the ending. I, it wasn't even just that I hated the direction that the game went, but the ending was so unfair to everyone. It was like, I mean, not really. Abby got off. Like, she got to go off with her Multiple friend. Multiple times but... even. Yeah, and the thing that was really upsetting to me That was a bad sex that... joke. Oh, sorry. I... <laughs> no, <laughs> I it's fine. Wanting to rant. Um, but the ending is like... Like... Ellie, this character that we came to to love in the first game, like, she has... I mean, first of all, the game unfairly makes us hate her, and it's all in gameplay, and I could rant about that, but that's not the point that I'm getting at here. But the ending sees Ellie lose everything. Like, she's lost Joel. Um, she loses her girlfriend... And the baby that they were raising together. She has lost two of her fingers, so she can't actually play the guitar anymore, which she was doing to keep on with, you know, Joel. She lost her home because when she went back, like, she basically wasn't welcome anymore without, like, people uh, or her, um, Joel's brother being kind of, like, shitty towards her. So she ha she's left with, like, nothing. Meanwhile, Abby gets to leave... Rel I mean, of course, I'm not saying that she wasn't completely traumatized by what happened, but she's alive. She has her friend and they get to go off and do whatever they're going to do. But Ellie lost everything. And the whole ending is her walking off into the sunset. And it's like, this is not a, like this is not an ending that I'm looking for. Like, I, I hated it. I hated it. <laughs> um, like The Last of Us one is very subjectively a quote-unquote happy ending. And I wouldn't even, like, it's selfishly happy. In right. Joel gets to, Joel, Joel keeps Ellie yeah. alive. But, like, I felt, like, I was conflicted. I felt feelings. It wasn't a totally happy ending, but I was satisfied with it. The ending of Last of Us 2 was, like, a, a kick in the teeth to anybody who enjoyed the first one. So, <laughs> I didn't like it. <laughs> that's I. That's kind of where I'm gonna leave it because I could go on for a really long time. Yeah. So I um, I do have one thing I want to note on though when you talk about um uh because I remember before we had spoken about how it uh what was it the um like how they like dogs that were previously enemies kind of thing are suddenly now things are expected to go up and pet and yeah and that's one of the gameplay things is Ellie has to kill dogs that are you know they're like. They're the... actively attacking her. Yeah, and but Abby, you are playing fetch with them, and you're like you get to pet them and stuff, and so it's like in the gameplay, like they're making you hate Ellie, or they're tr like it's it pits even the gameplay against her, and so, it just yeah, feels I, unfair. I wanted to note on that that um, I understand where you're coming from for it feeling unfair. And I'm sure that even applies to the ending in the same context. But I also understand that the whole purpose of doing stuff like that in the game was to emphasize that there is no black and white when it comes to conflict like this. It's right, all a I... matter of perspective and that everyone is, in fact, the hero of their own story. Right. But there is, like, there is nothing for Ellie. Like, she yeah. has... Like, and that's the thing is, like, she didn't even, when she goes after Abby at the end, she didn't even want to. Like, she had her own business. She had her girlfriend. She had the baby. She, they had their own little house that they were living together, like, pretty peacefully. She has, like, she's dealing with her own, like, her PTSD and her trauma, but she was able to 
you know, at least try and work through that with people who loved her. It was Joel's brother who came to her and was like, if you don't do this, you know, you're letting down Joel. Like, what is she going to do? You know? And so... Yeah, puts her... That puts her on the spot in a very not good manner. Yeah, but also even down to the gameplay things, like, I know that there is no... You can't expect a black and white in an apocalyptic setting. Like, that's just not... You're going to have even your favorite characters doing shitty things. But the game, the gameplay itself, the developers of the game put it in a way where Abby kills a pregnant woman. Whoa. And yeah, there's a, or not Abby, sorry, Ellie kills a pregnant woman. She doesn't know that this person is pregnant, but like, that's one of the things is like, oh, well, Abby doesn't do it. Abby, Abby almost kills a pregnant woman, but like, it's, it doesn't happen. She gets kind of talked off of a ledge, but like the way that the gameplay plays it is that Ellie is like Ellie is villainized for it even though she didn't know Abby is off her rocker but she gets talked down and doesn't do it so therefore she didn't commit an atrocity that Ellie did and it's like and it's not even just the fact that it happened it's the fact that it's played in a certain way so like why didn't we get to see Ellie playing with dogs why didn't we get to see Ellie doing all these nice things? And it even comes down to the fact that, like, Abby gets better weapons. And she gets friends who are there to, like, help her. And, like, the gameplay is... like the, the unfairly whole... balanced in that regard. Yeah, and it feels like... It feels like we were made to love this character only for... The only for us to hate her later. Yeah, the, and it feels like the developers were, like... Well, she's not perfect. Nobody said she was perfect. In fact, part of the reason that we love her is that she is very flawed, as you see in the first game. Like, I don't know. I have a lot of feelings about it, and I just feel like... Like, I understand that it's not black and white, and there's a lot of moral gray areas, especially in extreme situations like that. But I feel like, since it's a video game, and there is, you know, a way to balance that, either make things a little less fair towards Abby or make things a little more fair towards Ellie. Like just give me some sort of balance that makes me not, you know, makes it so people don't hate the character that we're supposed to love. Right. Is, right. Is how I feel about it. And yeah. I, I, yeah. And I could go off about it, but mm. I, I feel like I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> we have a whole, a whole spoiler cast for me and your buddy. Yeah. Went off on it together. <laughs> and in different directions. Into the yeah. that you would say. Yeah, but it was... It's, it's just a matter of differing opinion, and, you know, again, it, yeah. it just falls into the same element of, you know, it's all perspective. Yeah, and there are people who love The Last of Us 2 and who absolutely love Abby. Meanwhile, I can't stand Abby. Even, like, even I got like even halfway through the game, I was like, God, I just don't like her. And I it's can't not... wait to kill this bitch. Yeah, and you don't even get to. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, but tease. People... <laughs> yeah, there are people who were like, Oh, I ended up, you know, thanks to Laura Bailey's performance, I ended up liking Abby more than Ellie by the end. And it's like, no, nah, well, I mean, at... Laura Bailey is incredible, but also that's just kind of the gameplay at that point. Like the gameplay pits you against Ellie, but. Yeah, anyway, um, there's a lot of things I could say about it, but there's a whole other podcast <laughs> that's something that could be referred to. Um, yeah. So I'm going to move on to my second one. Please, dude. Um, Let's hear which is the new one, one that, yeah, me and you have actually talked about and oftentimes have to be deterred from talking about. Oh. <laughs> um, uh. I hate the ending of Final Fantasy XV because it feels. Oh, so undeserved. Oh my <laughs> god. I what I hmm. there's a reason they, I didn't bring this one up. This is a joint <laughs> one I guess for us. I think it's best that this was saved for last cuz yeah. Um the ending this of that is game why is I put a uh, spoiler warning at the beginning. The ending yeah. to this game is utter trash uh because and the game just, is mediocre. <laughs> well, and it feels like throughout the whole thing there's actually a video on YouTube I might have mentioned it before. It's called Final Fantasy 15 is a mediocre disappointment. I have watched that like three times because I'm always like, yes, thank you. And because he even this particular. Like, I need to hear someone else agree with me. 
Yeah, and he goes into, like, all the ways that it could have been good. But one of the things is that the game doesn't know what it wants to be. Like, it wants to be a political thriller. It wants to have, you know, like, a lot of the magic elements to it. It wants to have, like, prophecy and stuff. It wants to be a love story. But, like, like It Final fails Fantasy, to deliver on any of these fronts. Any of them. And, like, the love story is so badly done. But it could have been so good. It could have been so good. And, like, the fact that at the very end, it shows Luna and Noctis in the afterlife together getting married. And, like, it's so undeserved. They don't they don't even know each other. Like, this is not, this is not a good ending. Well, it's not that they don't like, know each other. It's that the player never gets to see them knowing each other. Like, well, it's, impl- it's implied through, like, a couple of cutscenes that they had um, been childhood friends. Yes, but the last time they saw each other in person was when he was 12 and she was, um, or when he was 8 and she was 12. Yeah. Um, and so the last time that they, and then they, they they have that notebook together, but we've seen Noctis's replies of, cool, I hope you're doing well. Oh, you mean yeah. Squall? <laughs> yeah, Squall has more personality. Yeah, like, but, I mean. That's is saying it... something. <laughs> uh, yeah. Why do they call you Cloud? Is it because you rain on everyone's parade? No, those are called squalls, and nobody likes those. <laughs> I love squall. To be fair, <laughs> but like it's just—I don't know. Like I feel like we never get to see Luna and Noctis no- get to know each other. Like they knew each other twelve years prior, and then the next time they see each other is when she gives her speech in Altitia, and then gets stabbed. And then she gets stabbed and dies, and she comes to him in a dream. And then ten years later, when he dies, they're getting married in the afterlife. Like, where is that? I could see that with with Yuna and Titus, but that's because their love story is expanded upon throughout it's the whole It's built on through the game, story. yeah. Not yeah. just yeah, a, you know, snippet of, we were friends as children. Yeah, you see them fall in love. And, like, Nine with Garnet and Zidane, you actually get to see them fall in love. And I, as much as I, I don't like them, Squall and Renoa have a better love story. Yeah. I, I don't like Renoa, but that's it. You know, whatever. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, like, the ending of Final Fantasy XV feels so undeserved because they try to get us with killing characters off that we barely have a chance to get to know anyway. But also... I'm sorry, I'm not really, but all of the Choco Bros are caricatures of stereotypes, except maybe Prompto. I was going to say, Prompto is a winner. He is best boy. He he gets the, he's the only one that gets any modicum of development that feels significant. Like, Gladio is like- beefcake. And that's the thing that (laughs) Square tried I'm the beefcake that can read. Yeah, Square tried so hard to, like... Um, Backpedal. They tried, no, they were trying to subvert toxic masculinity by being like, no, like, yeah, he's big and he's buff and he works out and stuff, but also, like, he's sensitive and he reads and whatever, and it's like, he's no. He's not sensitive. That guy was a fucking brute to Noctis at every fucking turn. Yes, and, <laughs> I mean, if you ever look at it, they try to say that they tried to subvert expectations. But no, you have... You have, like, basically the dumb jock in Gladio. I'm not saying that he's dumb, but he's the stereotype. You have the mom friend in Ignis to the point where I was so annoyed at him in the game. He was I've developed just, like, a new recipe. Yeah, and then just constantly, like, nagging everybody and getting on everyone's case. And I was like, I get it, ma. Like, so annoying. And Noctis was just the emo boy, and who didn't emote, and like, and then no, 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 Noctis was milk toast. Yeah, and then the fact that Luna dies to spur on man pain is one of my biggest pet peeves in fiction. And I think I just... the subvert expectation thing ultimately came down to you expect these characters to get to know each other, but <laughs> what a twist! They don't. They they do not. Um. So yeah, I felt like the ending was so undeserved where they're like, oh, we're coming together in brotherhood and companionship and we're going to face the world together and then Noctis dies and it's so sad. And I'm like, I feel nothing for these characters because nothing was developed with them except for Prompto. And even then his development was mostly in the online anime. (laughs) 
Yes. And like his his development, he had more development with Aranea in his DLC than he had with anybody else. Aranea's best character in that game. She is. Because she then, she knows what she's about, the Muns. Yeah. But also, then, money will not buy my loyalty when you're trying to ruin the entire world. <laughs> I got a line. You yeah. have you have crossed it, sir. So that's my second one. I I hate the ending of Final Fantasy XV, mostly because it feels undeserved in every aspect. Um, but also because I don't like the game. Yeah. <laughs> and so I mean, it's no secret I... what happened to the game. So. Oh no, not at all. But I feel like there is a like they could have. They didn't have to scrap the original you can idea. Do that better. The versus thirteen idea was so good. Yeah. Just keep that. Like, keep working off that. Why did you scrap that whole thing and start over? Out like, of what spite. The... Ugh, it's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, it is. I hate people. So... Oh, it's like why Capcom decided to scrap everything Mega Man when Inafune decided he wanted to pursue other ventures, and. Ugh. And so they just canceled literally everything out of spite. And it's like, you just pissed off literally your entire fan base, all of them, (laughs) at the same time. Yes. Metal Gear. Yeah. Silent Hill. Oh, no, I was was talking Capcom with Mega Man. Oh, sorry. For some reason, I heard Konami. Never mind. Their case. But also that because they canceled everything just because they wanted to focus on pachinko machines. They're dumb. They are. Um, at least Capcom still makes games we like. They decided to listen occasionally. So. Occasionally. But, yeah. you know, they're getting there. Unlike Konami. I'm talking about you, Castlevania Pachinko. And sexy Silent Hill Pachinko. Uh, canceling PTs. For PT. Yeah. Silent that, Hills. That was, again, that was butthurtness with that one. <laughs> Those are real tears. Real man tears. I'm not a man. How dare you, Leo? Um, for this purpose intent of this statement, yes, you are. Ow. Wow. Yeah, Look, they don't have an alternate version of it. That's just called man tears. You could just call them tears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, but why do they have to be call... from a man? Wow. Look, if I don't call him, if I call oh no, him, you're not getting out of this. All right, uh, then I need a new phrase for man pain. That's non man pain, non binary pain, pain. <laughs> gender neutral pain. Yes, you mean pain, Leo? Just pain. No, no, that's just pain. So pain is a large spectrum of things. Um, you mean things that hurt? Yeah. 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 But I don't go crying and shedding tears in the middle of the night, wailing towards the moon when I stub my toe. That's a world of difference. I do. All right. Well, but that's because I it broke my toe. I feel like you're mistaking what man pain is, Leo. There's a good chance. No, I, my, my bros, am... they couldn't go to the gym with me tonight. Ugh. Man pout. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, I couldn't think of another one, but I feel like I got two really solid ones on my end. Yes, I you got did. Two, I think I got two solid ones um, for oh, that. Oh, for sure. And like the the one, oh man, just I'm the more I think about Final Fantasy XV's ending, it's like it's it was such like a oh this is bittersweet, but also it would be way more impactful if I actually got to know these characters. And yeah. need I remind you that they they also decided to hello lemon. I have a lemon on my lap. Oh god, that tail! It, she yes. is a she is a pipe cleaner tail with a cat attached. Oh, oh she's Anywho. Just being so sweet. Um, it's like they make it so like oh you go and confront Arden and all the people he's killed that were quote unquote important to you are hanging from the ceiling by their necks like they've been that hanged. Was like that was like some Silent Hill level creepiness that it also didn't deserve yeah and it also, had have you seen like, that in pocket edition <laughs> no i have not um, oh god let me see if i can find it nicks being included there it's like if nobody if they didn't watch the movie they're just like who's this fuck yeah the so fact that... like the lack of context like they should have had a thing with like 
like just have Nyx, you know, say goodbye to the prince or be a part of like that whole thing at the very beginning where he goes on his journey. Yeah, something. That way it could properly tie it all together with the movie. But what do I know? I just took video production in high school for four years and studied <laughs> film analysis in college. There you go. So, you know nothing. What do yeah. you know? I know that you fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I gotta. I'm. I might get have to send it to you later. Oh. It's so. It's actually. It's like morbid and funny all at the same time. That right. sounds like what Pocket Edition is. <laughs> that's true god it's so the whole game is just not good do you hate yourself if the answer is yes play this <laughs> pocket edition hd why do you hate me it looks cute if nothing else but oh like, yeah it looks are... cute as fuck but also get out yeah what are you... why why do you it's have to push way... this agenda so hard it's just another way for square to make money yeah but that's making money by making a new thing that they didn't need to when they could have just translated shit and gave it to us. You know, like all the old games that we never got. Lemon? Lemon, so, what I think we got a good set of, of discussion points on this one. Yeah. Um, anybody have anything else they would like to add in addition to this? Yeah, always be careful with your endings. Um, if you're going to, uh, as any kind of storytelling device, um, your ending needs to be solid. It doesn't have to be pleasing. It just has to be a solid ending for it. Yeah. It also has to make contextual sense to the rest of your story. Because, yes. let's face it, nobody's... Nobody's... What the... Jesus, I have, sorry, I have a cat clawing at me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, they they need to. You need to have a plan from beginning to end and not fly by the seat of your fucking pants. Is kind of how I feel some of these endings were like, like we briefly touched on Mass Effect. Well, we all know what happened there was um, Ryder was butt hurt after original, um, original. Endings oh. were leaked online, so he's like, Fuck The original you. ending was so good, too. Yeah, and then um, Final Fantasy XV was... Um, Scrapped five years into production. And then restarted, and then director chair changes three quarters of the way through the game. Mm -hmm. And he mm -hmm. just is, like, basically told, fucking finish it and put it out. <laughs> yeah. So that, that stuff, it doesn't do any good to your story to do that. It actually hurts your end-resulted product. Yes. Like, you need to have a plan, and you need to make sure it is stuck to. And that includes, regardless of what you consider being uh, <laughs> appropriate for your company, I guess. Um, <laughs> because Like, you, you don't want to rush the product, because it's going to create issues like 15 had, where... You have that fast-forward element where most of the game, like, half the game flies by you. You're like, where am I? Yeah, what happened? I feel like, and I'm gonna, this is gonna be so predictable of me, but I feel like this is why Remedy games are always so good. Oh my god, you're simping. I, listen, I've made no secret about it. <laughs> but I gotta but call like, you out, it's required. Yeah, but, like, they take their time with all their games, they know exactly what they want from it all their endings are so satisfying even if they're like cliffhangery it's still satisfying because like when you get there you're like oh my god this is so this is so good yeah I'll and give that's you why that. I, that's why i love it i love that and because i it feels like they had a plan start to finish yeah um so. even when it's a really ambitious thing like quantum break was like i wasn't oh, the god, biggest fan of the ending but it made sense in the context of their story. So I appreciate it. Plus I really like the actor. So that helped. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I like literally I played quantum break five times in six weeks last summer. Jeez. <laughs> so, um, I think Liz likes no, this game. I think it was the summer before actually. <laughs> I, 
I had it, my friend gifted it to me years ago, and then I was like, you know what? I love Alan Wake. I should finally play Quantum Break. And I did. And then I was like, what have I done that I didn't do this sooner? And then I played it. I played it for a friend. I played it for another friend on the hardest difficulty so that I could, I, I got 100% on it. Um, I, like, I literally was like, who wants to watch me play this fantastic game? I will play this fantastic game with you. And then I just did it again because I wanted to. <laughs> like, it was so good. Why'd you do this again? Because it was there. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, because I like I literally own a copy on the Xbox One because someday I want to platinum that game again. And <laughs> it'll be there on my Xbox One. <laughs> yeah, except Xbox Ones are not that great. I speak from experience because I have one and I turn it on as my uh, streaming device for going to sleep. And guess what? It takes for fucking ever to turn on. The Xbox One? Yeah. My Xbox takes, like, I shit you not, 60 seconds to power up. Oh my god. It's a 1X, be, too. <laughs> be nicer to it, but on the subject of endings, yeah, it, yeah, video games aren't the only ones that are subject to that. Books, movies, television sh series, and such, your ending has to at least accumulate, or it doesn't even have to be great, it just has to be it, it has to make sense. And it has to just be satisfying to some degree. Like I said, yeah. The Last of Us 1 ending is not a happy ending per se, but it's satisfying because where you get to at the end of The Last of Us 1... Yeah, it's a bittersweet ending. Yeah, yeah, and the decisions that are made make sense for the characters. And even if you disagree with Joel's decision, it it isn't an infuriating ending. I have one person that I know who would disagree with me, so I'm not going to make it a blanket statement. <laughs> mm, but they're wrong? But... <laughs> I'm, I'm questioning yeah, this. It's, so... It's, so it's our friend Krista. <laughs> she um, she hated the, the Last of Us ending, but she has a far more logical mind, and so she runs more on logic than emotion. And so... To her, Joel was an idiot because why would he Doom sacrifice humanity. humanity for one person? And that makes sense. And I like I think I remember asking her, like, what if you're what if it was one of us that had the cure? Would you sacrifice us? And she said, Yes, because the the greater of humanity deserves to have the potential of a cure. And it doesn't mean that she loves us any less. It just means that she is looking out for the rest. You know, she wants there to be like a solution for the rest of the world if it's possible. Right. Meanwhile, I'm like, I'm an emotional person. I run a lot on emotion in situations. You're I mean, hyper empathetic I, in some respects. Yeah. So <laughs> I agreed with Joel's decision because I also didn't want to lose Ellie, and so I started justifying it. Like, listen, they've been in an apocalypse for like twenty some odd years now. They don't, you know, there's people who've been born in the apocalypse and like almost no one knows that there's almost a cure. So what difference does it make that Ellie isn't there? But that's, that's a very moral gray area kind of leaning towards the, like, it, it's, I'm not thinking of humanity at a whole. But here's the thing. That's a good ending because it has multiple yeah. ways to go. Well, yeah, and, so here's like, my I, argument for that is that, um, Joel's decision was the right decision because we got a sequel out of it. <laughs> the sequel wasn't good, so... Ooh, was sick it? burn! Ooh. No. Was it the right decision? I had better thoughts in my head about what I thought it would be like. Oh, but... see, now, that just poked a hole in your thing then. It's like, was it the right decision, Liz, no. for him to do that? <laughs> I just didn't want the sequel. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so th that's those are my thoughts. Is I feel like you don't have to have... You don't have to have a happy ending. You don't even have to have, like, a likable ending. But I just have an ending that makes sense and doesn't feel like it's, I don't know, going for, like, shock value or okay. something. Yeah. Yeah, go with, has to make, have a plan, hard. follow it, and be coherent about it. Yeah, just be, just make it a nice, like, a nice narrative that is engaging to follow. There you go. All right. Well, 
it sounds like we have come to a conclusion on this one. So, thank you all for joining us today. Don't forget you can check out a videocast version at youtube.com slash yieldtomato. You'll also find links in the description for our speakers there. Hopefully, you'll join us again for more of the magic we all enjoy on the screen. Take care, everybody. Bye.